Hello, friends. <laughs> This is Titus and Stephanie with a slice of humble pie. And with us today, a as special guest. Our special guest, <laughs> who you may have heard. We paid a lot for her to be here tonight. Is the magnificent Magnolia Rose Velo. You want to say hi, Maggie? Hi. <laughs> She is with us today. Um, it's been a little bit since we've posted, and we wanted to throw an episode out, and we're excited to do um, several, hopefully, in the next yeah. near future. We actually have a lot of topics, but especially after the last one, I think we just need a time to have a little breath of fresh air. And what better person in this world than our little Maggie Moo? To give us that breath of fresh air, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's right. Blow that fresh air. <laughs> There we go. There we have it. <laughs> so, Magnolia, can you share a little bit about who you are? Just tell them your name, who you are, where you come from, a little about you. Okay. Um, that first. Hmm. So what's your name? Yeah. I just call it Magnolia Wells Below. Okay. And where do you go to school? At, um... Is it St. Peter's? St. Peter's School. Yeah. What grade are you in? Miss Precap's room. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Precap's room. And what? How old are you? Four. Four. Yay, you're in 4K, right? Sure. You're in real school, but half days, right? Yep. I pick you up around lunch. Do you like school? Yeah. Yeah. But yes. I get the pig where I go. Even quiet is in where the stuff he was in. Sometimes um, the book one wasn't open and the stuff, and the quiet one was stuffies. And it wasn't open, and um, she had, and I speak up, taught to fix it, and now it's on, and now the the stuffy one is open, and the and the book one is open, and there's only one more to open up, and it's closed. Oh, so do you it's do stuff teacher. to unlock these or something? No, Miss Peacock sauce the tongue. Oh. It'll run. So right now and you are able to open the stuffy one mm -hmm. and the book one. And Whatever that means. Blocks and kitchen and uh. Oh, blocks and kitchen. Magnets. Magnets. And on the bottom of books is puzzles and they like to get a but ah. Uh, hmm. Well, why don't you sit up first? Super interesting. Sit up. We're we're uh, snuggled into bed, but we're just gonna make us more comfortable sitting up so can that I we can. Can I sit on my wings? Well, nobody can see you, but Magnolia is wearing some beautiful rings right now for you guys. Um, she must have thought we were going on like Channel Eleven, but she's so ready to have this conversation. You have, tell them what, don't have to go into too much detail. I know you like to talk, but tell them what kind of rings you have. A hot one with 
wins and the flower winners the Lolo inside polka dot. Yeah. And, it, and the outside is pink. Yeah, of and course. I love Your pink. favorite color is pink. And this hat is pink, too. Of course it is. Yeah, and your shirt's pink, and pretty much everything's pink, right? And my shirt is a unicorn, and I like it. Yes. Can I sell them my unicorn wings? Well, the unfortunate part is they can't see you. They can only hear you, so you have to use your mouth to explain to them things. So, Mom and Dad are going to have a little conversation with you, okay? Okay. All right. Um... Let's see. So you go to 4K. This, I'm this just blue. I'm just wondering though, Maggie, before we get into our conversations, what's the best thing about being in our family? Um, taking care of Alex. Oh, hey, you are no, very good, good at answer. taking care of Alex, aren't you? Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you like to do when you take care of Alex? Alex mm-hmm. is... A little baby, right? That we have yeah. in our He's home. Zero. He's not He's, one. He is zero years old. <laughs> not one. Um, he's he's gonna be nine months pretty soon here, right? He's between eight and nine months. What's your favorite thing to do when you take care of Alex? Make him smile. Yeah, you're <laughs> the best at that. And uh, I can kill him and tie. <laughs> Oh, you carry him. And when Ty did it a different day, he ordered it on it. He could take off his arms. Oh. Yeah, we had that conversation. We can't lift him up by his arms. We have to make sure we grab him on the inside because we don't want to hurt him by pulling his arms off. And he was crying because it hurted him. Yeah, I bet it did. Yep. Okay, Maggie. What? So, sometimes we like to talk about Jesus, right? Yeah. Okay. And church. Yes, and church. And church, yes. <laughs> um, well, why don't you just tell us your favorite part of knowing Jesus first? Um, I got three things about it. Okay. She's got three things about it. Tell us. Hmm. I love him so much. You do. And he has two names. Yeah, it's God and Jesus. That's right. He is both man and God, and right? And last one. Last one. And he takes care of us every day and keep us be healthy. He sure does. And that is really great that you said that because remember what mom and dad said about you? But- when you were in mommy's tummy, what happened? I was a baby. Yeah, you were definitely <laughs> a baby. <laughs> but what was so special about you? Remember we said you're a miracle girl? Yeah. Yeah. Like what should Kanto. I like in Kanto? Yeah. So why are you what does that mean? Were you are you supposed to be here today? Do you know why we say that? That you're a miracle? No. You don't? Yeah, it's probably confusing for you right now, huh? Should we tell you? Yeah. (laughs) I guess we never actually talked, told her why, huh? So before you were born, Maggie Moo. What? 
you were in mommy's belly for, oh, well, I was going to say nine months, but it wasn't quite nine months. No. You were in mom's belly for a long time growing. 34 weeks. Because before I... babies are born, they grow in their mommy's tummy. And then they come and, out. And they come out when they're ready. Yep, like Miss Kayla and Miss Capricop had a baby in their belly. Yep. And it was, and the first baby was, um, uh, I don't know who Miss Peacock baby is. Seamus. Yeah, cute little baby. But, w- oh, sorry. You keep you keep explaining. You're better at it. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, so you were in mommy's belly growing, but there was also something in mommy's belly that was very dangerous because something happened where there was this big... Kind of like, uh, how do you uh, like a blob? There was a blob in there with you, mm-hmm. and that blob was pushing on you, and making it dangerous for you as a tiny little baby and for mom. And the blob was stealing all the food that was supposed to go to your little baby body. So you were so little and small, and we were scared that you might die. And the doctor said, that little little person in you probably won't be okay and won't ever be born. That's what they told us about you, Maggie Moo, that we wouldn't ever get to see you. They said that you would probably die and go to heaven before you came out of my belly. Yeah. So we thought we'd yeah. never get to meet you. We didn't think we would ever meet you. And they also said mom might die too because that blob that was in her was very dangerous and it was hurting her and it was hurting you. And every day we prayed that you would be okay and mom would be okay. But the doctor said, you know, you shouldn't even try because it's dangerous. And... It's probably not worth it to try to have that little baby. But mom and I said, well, we want to meet our little little person. We didn't know you were a girl yet, so Mm-mm. we couldn't even call you a girl. We didn't know if you were a boy or a girl. And we didn't have any girls, right? You're the only girl. And you're the only girl, too. And I'm the only girl, too, yes. So we prayed, <laughs> and we remembered that God can do some things that other people can't do. Do you know that? That's what a miracle is. (laughs) What is it called? It's a miracle. It's called a miracle. Like, do you remember when they talked about Jesus feeding all those people with bread and fish? Yeah. And then when Jesus walked on water, do you remember that? He walked on top of the water. Yeah. Did you know that? Literally. And he didn't drown. He He didn't. He was on. He didn't even sink. Yeah. He was on top of the water like it was ground. He, like, could run on it. That is how powerful God is. And then another time he was in the boat, and it was a really scary storm, and all the disciples were afraid. And you know what he did? What? He said, be quiet to the storm. And it stopped. I wish I could say be quiet and you would stop sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) When there's a storm, can we just, like, be? Say that. Say be quiet. (laughs) Yeah, no. when there's a storm next time, you say, be quiet. 
so that Jesus could do all of that stuff because he was God, right? Those are all miracles. So mom and I prayed that God would give us a miracle and he would keep mom safe and he would keep our baby safe until you were big enough to come out of mom's belly and be able to breathe and be able to eat and be able to grow and be our little baby alive and well and we could take care of you and that mom will be okay but we were we were very scared and it was a long time because we thought you wouldn't get big enough so you could live and we didn't know if we were ever going to meet you so every day mom and I prayed and during that time mom got to know God even more mm-hmm. and trust in Jesus and dad would have to leave mom at the hospital with you in her belly mm-hmm. and I'd have to go home by myself but I had little baby Tai Tai and he would walk really slow he didn't know how to talk yet and I would take care of him at home and Jackson and Landon and I'd come see you guys, and I'd put my head on mom's belly so I could hear your little heartbeat go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then you would kick mom with these legs, the same ones you kick us with now. <laughs> and Just like that. a long time we waited, and then finally it was the day where the doctor said, it's safe to get Maggie Moo out. Because well, they didn't know it was a Maggie Moo. Oh, yeah, they didn't know. It's safe to get that little baby out of your tummy, Mama. Yep, get the said. baby out. We need to do it now before but anything else happens. Did you guys come? Did you guys want to see what name you wanted to call me? Yep. Mm. You know what? We were going to call you, if you were a girl, of course, we are going to call you Magnolia Rose. And that is because... All the doctors kept saying that you were a flower that couldn't stop from being blossomed. What? Yes, that's why you're called magnolia. Did you know that magnolia is a flower? It's a flower name. And so is rose, right? We know what roses are. So we called you magnolia rose because you were our, you are our little blossoming flower. And if you were a boy, you know what you were going to be called? Rue. <laughs> you were going to be our little Rue Carter. What? Yeah. No. So that I could call you my kangaroo. Oh, no. Yeah, we like Magnolia Rose better, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Maggie, when that day came, it was really scary. And so, Mom and I said a lot of prayers, and Grandma and Grandpa were there. And Far Far was there. Fart, fart. Fart, fart. Grandpa Bilo. And we were all scared. Well, we were praying to God and trusting him to take care of it. But there were lots of doctors, and they were sure that they could do everything just fine. And even though it was scary, and Mom had some really scary times where she almost died a couple times that day, Mm -hmm. God took care of her, and she's okay now, so she can be your mom. And when did she almost die under the water and she drowned like one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom didn't almost drown. Yeah, you almost drowned you almost underwater, did one right? Time. That was scary. <laughs> but mom, while they were getting you, had some scary times. But guess what? What? So we were in the room 
and all of a sudden, here comes the baby. Wah, 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 wah. And guess what they said to us? Congratulations, it's a girl. And ma and I was like, Mom, or I said, Steph, you have a little girl. Oh, and I you know, wanna know what little girls for so long. You wanna know what mom said? What? Don't you lie to me. I don't have girls. I only have boys. You're lying. She didn't believe me. But I said, no, it's for real. We have our very own Magnolia Rose. We have a daughter. You're not alone anymore. There's another girl in the family. <laughs> and you know what? I thought that for sure you would be all boyish. Like you would like rough and tough mud. But what do you like? You like all girl things, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Even pink. Even pink. And you want your hair curled and you want makeup because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it brings out your girly side and you want pigtails. And I thank God every day for that because I always needed a little pink in my life. So, Magnolia Rose Bilo. What? Now that you... It's, it's off, Dad. It's okay. It's still going. It's okay. She's, she's concerned our friends can't hear her. So, what, what do you, so that's my favorite gift that God has ever given me. Um, what is your, what's your, what, if you could think of anything in your little tiny little life, what's the best thing that God's ever given you? What's the best thing that God gave you, Maggie? Because hmm. one of the best things God gave us is you. Because you're our little miracle girl. Hmm. I know, it's hard to think, right? Hmm. My heart? Your heart? Oh, that's a good one. That was a very good answer. You have a very sweet heart, right? And I want to do... You know what? I have a question for you. What? So your brother Titus has been asking us a lot about the new world and how he learned the those words to call it the new world is beyond me. But he's been asking a lot of tough questions. And for those listening, it's been so often that even at Landon's football game tonight, <laughs> Titus could not barely concentrate on the game because... Titus had, little Ty, had all these big questions about the new world. What it's going to be like. Who's going to be there. So by new world, we're like, it's that. At the end of days, the Bible promises that Jesus will return. And at that time, our world as it is will be destroyed. It will end. And in its place will be made a new heaven and a new earth. And a lot of times Christians just talk about heaven being like this floaty place you go. And it is true when we die, our soul goes to be with God where he is. That's how the Bible talks. But then it talks about this very real place that will be made for us, a, a world that is perfect, a world that is 
amazing. And I'm amazed that that's what Ty has latched on to. Yeah. Because like I said, most of the time people just talk about heaven and that that's not wrong because that's the heaven concept includes that new heaven and new earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Ty, it's just like, I can't wait to go to this new world because it's this, I think it's like we were saying, maybe connected with some of the video game ideas of this sandbox world where you can go and do all of these things that you can't do in real life. We things have a VR. You can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, we have a VR in our household, and the littles have tried that too. So in that VR, you can go to places in the world you haven't been or do things you can't normally do. And maybe it's from that. It's like stepping into a different reality. <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun to think about. But anyway, he keeps asking me all of these questions about it. And they're really intelligent. Like, can we fly in heaven or when we get to this new world? And and what happens if we trip and fall? Will we not get hurt? <laughs> That's a really good question. And I was like, well, we'll be perfect. So will we trip and fall? And will Adam and Eve, like, will that happen again? Will someone eat the fruit? And we'll have to do this he all over again. <laughs> Gosh. And a lot of those questions <laughs> adults have asked me. It's like, no, that. he promised eternity. <laughs> yeah. So Magnolia, my question for you, because Ty's been asking so many good questions, but I want to know, what do you know about heaven? I have. No, what do you know about heaven? Like, what do you, what do you hear? And what do you think heaven's going to be like? Being the best world. It is going to be the best world. What do you think is going to be good about it? Heaven. What's going to be there? Uh, Jesus. Jesus is going to be there. That's the best part. Will you be able to see him? Yes. Yes. What does he look like? Do you know? Yeah, what do you think Jesus looks like? The same as he is. The same as he is? Good answer. What is the same as he is? Uh, Does he have a beard? Does he? Does he? I don't know. know. Do you think he has a beard? Hmm. No. Does he have long or short hair? Short hair? Short hair? Yeah. Hmm. What color eyes does he have? Uh, I know this one. Uh, <laughs> I know this brown. One. brown. Brown, because the best people have brown eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daddy has blue eyes. <laughs> does, uh, does Jesus smile a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What do you? Why do you think he smiles all the time? Um, cause we do the things that we don't do wrong. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. And Magnolia, what? there's no wrong answer. Okay, so because a lot of this stuff we don't know, right? We're not gonna know until we're in heaven to be with him. Yeah. But you know what I'm excited about, Moo? What? It's giving Jesus a big hug. When he gives me a big hug and holds me. 
That's one of the things I look forward to. You know what else I look forward to? In heaven? That I get to see see my grandpa again. Can I say it? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what's yours? died already that went to heaven that you are very excited to go to heaven and see? Um, hmm. no, I don't know if there really is. I mean, great grandpa, right? What did you say again? <laughs> Just so you guys know, it's like 10.08. <laughs> Starting to lose her. On a school night. Yep. Parent of the year. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to Great Grandpa's funeral? Because he went to heaven. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because he's in heaven now, and I can't wait to see him when I get to heaven. So let's ask a different question. Um, children have the best, the best faith, so I want to pick your little brain, okay, Maggie? Um, tell us... When you are sad or scared, what makes you brave and what makes you feel better? What things do you think about or remember? Hmm. I have six. You have six things that you think about? Okay. Eight. Just share whatever. Well, how you about think. tell us one? Yeah. I want to tell you guys five. Okay, well, let's start with one, and then you can tell us four more if you know them. What makes you feel better when you're scared? Um, just find a flashlight and light it up. Find a oh. flashlight and light it up. That's, yeah, a, good that's a good one. Because that's light. It helps you see, right? Yeah, and then the other one, when someone is sleeping and I'm trying to Sneaking in, I, and I'm just letting you guys tell me to be quiet. Um, I have to be quiet when I'm getting something. When someone's sleeping and I'm in there. Oh, if somebody's sleeping and you're in yeah, there. Yeah, like. Ants. But what about when you're scared though? What makes you feel better besides a? a you told us a flashlight that makes you feel a little bit safer. Hmm. What else makes you feel safe? And protected and loved. What do we? Dad? Oh, oh, that's Mom a good answer. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. What do we do that makes you feel safe? Hmm. Ah. Uh, uh. Hmm. Being happy? Because we're happy? I mean, no, that's a... Do we come and help you if you're scared? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? I don't know what that face was. Um, give me one second. We might... I'm going to have you... I'm going to have you sit up because then we can hear you a little better. 
I have a bad wrist though, so you gotta help me. So Maggie Mo, here's a question. When you're very scared and you have a nightmare and you say that it's dark and you get scared, what do we talk about that keeps you safe and takes care of you even when you're really scared? Who takes care of us? Jesus. Jesus. And where is he when in, we're scared? In heaven. He is in heaven, Something. but he's also with us. With us. Good. And what does he send to take care of us sometimes? What are his messengers called? Do you remember? Um, taking with, us into a angel. Yeah. They have <laughs> wings and they're powerful and they fight anything that's scary to take care of us. God's angels protect us. So Jesus is with us and he sends his angels to protect us. Can I say something like, he took our sins away because he's in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. He took our sins away. What happened? What made him, what did he, what did he do? When when they got the sins away? Yeah, what did he Um, do to make that happen? Um, when... God said, "Don't eat the tree in the side, and don't and don't eat the tree in the middle." Yeah, um, that's what he told Adam and Eve, right? right. And what yeah. did they do? The tricks, the 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 double tricked them by making them eat the the tree tree in the middle and. And they didn't feel good, and they were going to die, so they took their sins away so they didn't die. Yeah, yeah he Jesus saved did that them. for them. They didn't feel good because they were sinning, right? Mm-hmm. And when, when we sin, when we do things naughty or sin in any way, we don't feel good, right? It mm-hmm. never makes us feel good. Yeah, you're very right. And Jesus took our sins away. How did he do that? Do you remember? How did he... Take our sins away. What did Jesus do? He took us in, he took our sins away because um so we never die. Yeah, but what did he do though? Hmm. Remember what it, what did he how did he die? He went on the cross. Yeah. What did people do to him when he was up to get him up on that cross? They they put him up there. Mm-hmm. They did. They put nails right through his hands, right here. Why? I know. They had, but that had to be done, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus didn't sin. But he let them do it so he could pay for our sins. And that when he died, he paid for all those sins, and then they put him in the ground after he died. And what did Jesus promise that he would do three days later? Uh. What happened three days later after he died on the cross? What did he do? Did he stay dead? Did he stay dead? Mm. Is Jesus still dead? No. 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 What did he do? 
he um he went on the cross. Wow. Well, he did go on the cross, when, and then they buried him. And then what did he do? Ah. Uh, <laughs> he rose to life, right? He came back. Three yeah. days later, he and came back to life. <clears throat> and he promised that everyone who believes in him will come back to life too. That's why we don't need to be scared. The other people that was fast in, um, they won't believe in God. Yeah. And they had to break everything. So there was, so there was people that for, that believe God and and listen what they say to God. Yeah. 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 Very good. What else do you know? You learn a lot, don't you? Um, There's a lot of Bible stories you remember, huh? What kinds of things do you know? Let's pick up, pick up how the different way to eat snack. <laughs> she has a different way to eat snack. Yeah, but when... <laughs> Is that in the Bible too? <laughs> what no. do you know? I'm really um, curious. Uh... Hmm, that's okay. I think a couple of yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Mm. Mm. Ah. I know it's late, so if you can't think right now, it's okay. I think what Steph and I appreciate so much is one, our Christian day school that Maggie gets to be a part of, and all the wonderful Bible lessons she gets from teachers that are so passionate about. Jesus themselves and everything mm -hmm. that he has done for them. And I love being a part of that. Um, Steph and I actually went down and just said hi to a lot of the teachers and kids. And Today. it's just such an amazing privilege to have these kids come up and be like, oh, hey, Pastor, do you live at church? No. <laughs> do you, co you come from church? Did you You're from church, right? <laughs> but then a lot of times, like, do you sleep at church? And I just go with it. Like, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah, of course. That's where I always church? live. But so many kids see me there and that's what they remember. And then they wonder, why are you here? Because you belong at church. Like that's a place. But That's it's... where you are. But behind all of that is these beautiful confessions of faith that you hear from little children, which is what we wanted to demonstrate a little bit. And like, we honestly didn't know what she was going to say. Just like Stephanie and I don't plan out exactly what we're going to say. We did not prep Even Maggie um, what she was going to say. So you got a raw version of that. But maybe that's kind of exciting because it gives you a demo of what you could do with your children. Um, and you'd be surprised probably at all the things that they pick up and remember about their Sunday school stories, about the devotions you talk about, about how you encourage them at night and how you tell them not to be afraid. Yeah. It's never too early to share with them your faith and what gives you comfort and try to explain to the best of your ability what the Bible is all about. What did you What did you have to say, Maggie? Um, I want to be done talking. Okay. Yeah, she has like her face in the pillow now. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm tired and I need a big drink.
Okay. Sounds good. Well, wait one second, okay? We're just going to say goodbye here in a second. But um, we're thankful for you, Maggie Mo. Yes, we are. We're thankful. You are the light of our world. We send it to people? Yes. Yes. So they give us hearts and know it? So they give us hearts and they follow? And they know it? (laughs) Subscribe? So that they can hear you talk about Jesus, right? Okay. Bye. <laughs> Please subscribe. Bye. <laughs> subscribe. Bye. <laughs> All right. You go get your big drink. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it was kind of a thank you letter to God, too. Yeah. Um, but also a testament because we firmly believe God can plant his faith as a miracle in the hearts of little children. Do they understand everything that's going on? <laughs> no. Um, do they know how to walk normal? No. <laughs> As Maggie walks out of the room like oh a duck. God. You know, when we had Maggie and she was such a miracle, all literally the nurses who became family because I lived with them for so long and these really just high end doctors and all these people were telling me this girl is met. She's going to do big things in this world. She has a lot of purpose and they're like, I just hope that somehow I can see what that is. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what that is either. And every day we go to bed, there's something new and exciting that Magnolia Rose Bilo has done that day. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of life in her. And I cannot imagine, imagine, imagine if it, we were to give in and have that abortion and when we were 16, 17 weeks pregnant with her. Can't imagine a world without Maggie Moo. And there's no question that every day, Steph and I talk about that all the time. Like every day, we're like you. Every day we have with you is a gift. Literally. Um, and I could say that of Steph too. I just, you just don't never know what God's gonna give you or when that last day comes, and you give thanks for everyone. And that's a good way to live your life and yeah. to stay focused on the hard days which I struggle with just as much as any of you, I guarantee it. (laughs) Um, But it's an easy way to right the ship. It's just to think about that for a second. That reminds me of uh, when we were in Michigan. We we got a chance, I don't even remember what month, May, sometime this last summer, we went over to Michigan. We were invited to talk about Magnolia's pregnancy um, because they have a... They have like a single moms. They have a pregnancy center. A, a pregnancy center, yeah, to help support, especially single moms who maybe can't support their pregnancy on their own, and just to encourage them and you know kind of help maybe prevent those adopt those uh, abortion situations. And anyways, they invited us to talk about our story with Magnolia and how we were kind of sort of a, a an attempt was made. <laughs> to pressure us into an abortion and uh, obviously we didn't take it but a lot of people do in our case Um, most people do actually in our case take the abortion right and so we had a chance to talk about that and when I was reviewing my blog that I had made during the pregnancy just to kind of keep track of everything that was happening and also to, to provide some sort of Uh, encouragement to those going through this because there was no encouragement for those moms. Um, 
I was reminded of a blog post I made regarding literally waking up in the morning. This was before I was put in the hospital um, for 10 weeks and just being thankful that I was alive. That's the point it got to because every day was like living by the grace of God because I was at any moment I could hemorrhage and any moment Magnolia could die and then I could die. And, um, which is, you know, the science side of it, but it also did have some backbone to it. I mean, there was some truth. I did bleed a lot. We prayed a lot (laughs) and that was, and our faith was stronger than that. So regardless of what would have happened or could have happened, Uh, We were still trusting in God, and he surely, surely provided every single day. But that post just painted the beautiful memory of, I don't just say that I was thankful for another day. I would literally wake up and just say, I'm here another day. And that was enough for me. That's all I cared about. We take that for granted when we're healthy and happy or even when we're stressed or not stressed. We take that so much for granted. And there's a lot of people in this world who wake up every day just thankful that they are still here. They still have purpose. There's still a reason they're here. And I look at Magnolia. (laughs) We can look at Magnolia so often, and we do, and we say to each other, thank you, God, for giving me another day with Magnolia. (laughs) Yeah, I think you, you hear... Like Steph said it just just before, you take things for granted and really what causes that to happen because you're entitled. And we think entitled is just, you know, kids that expect things or millennials that expect everyone to do everything for them. (laughs) I am a millennial, by the way, so I'm speaking about myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like when we talk about entitlement, as you, you expect things to be there in your life, you expect to have certain things and opportunities. And sometimes, you know, we've gotten used to that in America, talking that way, we expect to have those things. But um, think of it on a very base level, though. Steph and I had to question everything. Like, do I expect to wake up next to my wife tomorrow? Well, I I can't because she's in the hospital. I mean, and you couldn't even expect to wake up with me when I wasn't in the hospital. You would literally wake up and check to see if there was blood all over the bed. Pool of blood (laughs) under her, and um, you know, and when you're forced into that situation where you're essentially told repeatedly, like, your wife could die, you could lose this baby. What's going to happen then? Are you going to be able to do the ministry? Be a pastor? Be a father? Are you going to be able to keep these kids that she had? Are you going to have a legal right to keep these older two kids or are they going to go away and you're not going to have them either? And oh, it's just, I never thought. Of oh my that. gosh. I thought about that all the time. You know, what's crazy during that whole time we were convinced that this could happen. And I mean, we weren't stupid. We weren't blind. We knew it was very, very high chance that it could happen. Not once did I think that Landon and Jackson, who are not biologically yours or legally yours, wouldn't have you as their dad anymore. I'm glad you didn't think about that because I thought about that. (laughs) Just because, like, I was afraid that there was nothing I could do about it. Mm -hmm. So that part I thought about because I was like, I want to care for them. That's a lot, yeah. 
But one other thing we talked about is that we never thought about like making a will or figuring out who's going to take care of the kids outside of that. Because we didn't get insurance, like life insurance at that time. <laughs> we didn't yeah. do any of that. We just had faith. And that was a God given faith. It wasn't just like ignorance or we didn't want to think about it. Like it was just genuinely we like we weren't able to. We think were about literally it. taken over. I say that all the time. I was taken over by the Holy Spirit during that time. Like that sounds like some crazy Baptist, you know, whatever story, personal story. But I literally was not. That was not me. Yeah. The faith I had during those 34 weeks. It was not me or less than 34 weeks. Mm -mm. I can't I cannot put it in words. Maybe that's what I know. We have a lot of topics that we (laughs) are like, we need to talk. We need to have a conversation about this, but let's wait and do, you know, record it. But that is that whole Magnolia pregnancy thing. Like. Personally, I mean, I know we did a presentation in Michigan and that was recorded, but like personally on a level of faith and how we got through that, that should be our next topic because there are so many things that are just supernatural, not anything for me and you that we did or could have the human capacity to do. That was just so beyond miracle. That's perfect. So basically what we're doing is we're setting this up as a prequel. Making our bed for, for the a next part one episode for part two. <laughs> um, and it was done backwards because now you met Magnolia, who <laughs> is a spunky, is. almost five-year-old child. She has a child of her own, by the way. His name is Mickey. He's a cat. <laughs> and yeah, she's a miracle. And in part two of the story, we'll go back in time and tell you why that is so amazing. And just go through more of those details because it was very transformative time for us to see amazing things God did, the people he impacted around us. And um, even if we don't always act like the great faith that we were given during that time, it definitely changed both of us. Mm-hmm. And gave us a deeper faith that I think weathers the the minor storms easier, even if in the moment emotionally you don't weather it, but the faith is there, even if the other parts aren't. So entitlement comes easily when you expect <laughs> things, kind of coming back to that. But during that time, nothing, we couldn't take anything for granted. Yeah. And Sometimes in that moment when everything else is stripped from you, like Steph said, you give you be, you finally give thanks for the things that you've been taking you've never even thought of, yeah. like waking up in the morning and how much of a gift that is. And me waking up and having this little boy tie at the time that I got to care for <laughs> and I could hear his little breathing next to me because he was sleeping next to me. Um, and then I got even to walk time, him to the hospital. Even the time waddling. that he was that you wrote me even the time during the hospital stay i've been there for a while at this point and you write me and say you found ty literally (laughs) full body in the toilet Uh, (laughs) and i said crouching squatting inside the toilet in the toilet pool like just taking a little bath in there moment and i and you're dead, like, dead, dead, come, 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 see what Ty is doing. 
He's in the toilet. And, and you're like, all stressed. And I'm like, but did you take a picture? Yeah, that's her answer. I'm telling you this story. Like, you're never going to guess what I had to deal with today. Like, Ty was literally in the toilet. And she just laughs and says, did you take a picture? And in that, which was a great response, because then it's like, I'm expecting, like, you need to understand how frustrated and what I have to deal with. And she reminds me what I should have done is taken a picture because do you have a picture of that, of your kids doing that, of you doing that? No. And I don't either because. Probably because you were mad. I was upset and I was thinking about all of the cleaning I was going to have to do and the the showering and the. The unscheduled bath. uh, But was it funny? Absolutely. And looking back, it's one of the funniest things I can think about Ty ever doing. Um, and the boys were laughing hysterically and I should have been a part of that, but I was stressed. Uh, so just a little plug to enjoy those little moments. You were kind of a single parent for a lot of that. Yeah, that was struggling. That was fair. You know, in God's justice that he put me through that, it was like retribution because you had to go through that. I had to understand yeah. that. So I had to go through it. It's all your fault. Now you have to pay for it. I think the title, we didn't think of what the title is actually going to be of this, but the seed thought for this was childlike faith. Mm -hmm. And so I guess if I'm going to tie it all together, you got to hear from Maggie, give some amazing answers that I could not have (laughs) even. I had no idea she was going to say that, especially when she started with her three things (laughs) and that Jesus has two names. He's Jesus and God, (laughs) which is awesome because it's hard to explain. And just the fact that she said that makes me so happy. Um, (laughs) But just that he died for our sins, he loves us, he protects us, and I can't wait to see him. And that's one of the reasons, things she likes about heaven. Like all of that, um, there's a lot of Christian churches that don't talk about the faith of a child and say you got to get to an age of accountability or, you know, to this place where you can decide. And and really, parents, you should wait and let your kids decide. Here's a couple points <laughs> against that. First case magnolia that you just heard so are you gonna say that she has no faith that all of that is programmed into her sure did we teach her that absolutely um did we talk to her about that yes is she in a christian school yes but that's faith Mm -hmm. jesus himself said unless someone has the faith of a child you cannot enter the kingdom of god what he means there is a simple childlike faith a simple trust in like their parents a simple trust in god that he's going to take care of them that is faith and the problem is adults most of the time complicate it too much you come up with all this logic and reason you think you know more than you do and then you explain god away it doesn't mean you're any smarter it means you're stupider because now you think you know everything and you know people like that and those are the ones that are the most annoying The best thing about humans is when they realize how little they know, that's true wisdom. And then you open up your mind to the fact that there must be a much greater being who has to reveal himself to us because how could we possibly comprehend the divine? He's our creator. How could we understand him unless he reveals himself to us, which he does in very little bite-like form so we can have childlike faith. And Steph and I were reduced back to our childlike mm-hmm. faith during Magnolia's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And just like a child, we had to wake up in the morning and say, God, it's in your hands. And we had to stop pretending like we knew 
what was best for us. We had to stop caring about the world. And, and the stop caring view. what we were going to lose. We had to or stop caring about what was our right. the worldview and how crappy of a parent we were because we were going to keep a baby that was going to be deformed and have an awful life. We had to we had to push out the view and the judgment that we were getting and we just had to trust that that doesn't that 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 means nothing to us compared to the actual glory that God gives us for free. Well so said. so shout out to as we end this shout out to Miss Precop as we are not even a month into school. We are going into our fourth week. We are 3 weeks into school. <laughs> and here Magnolia Rose is 4 years old telling us what we need to know about that sneaky snake. Sneaky Do snake. Do not trust a snake. <laughs> There was a day I was outside. You must have had one of the nightly devotions with the kids or something. There's a Bible about, story that says, and yeah. it just keeps repeating, don't trust the snake. The snake. So one day I was, out, <laughs> I was watching the kids play out on the patio outside and, you know, Ty's out there and Jackson's out there and Magnolia's like stomping her foot like she's smashing something. And all I hear is, never trust a snake. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Like, you go, girl. Yeah. yeah there so, we go i think we shout have out a to Ms. precap yeah shout out to all of you all parents of st peter's teachers talk, yeah and parents who talk to your kids parents. and trust me most of the time you don't feel like you know what you're talking about and you don't have to and i'm a pastor and i still say that all the time not because i don't know the bible but like you never know everything yeah just speak what you know and speak your faith, which can be as beautiful and as simple as a mustard seed. Yeah. And yet that's enough. And the your best. kids latch on to that. They see that and they emulate that and they love it. And the Holy Spirit works through the tiniest things that you say. Yeah. The best part of being a Christian is that to witness someone or to, you know, share God's word is it, you don't have to just spout out Bible passages that you've memorized. You just live it. And if they have... If they have, uh, if you're trying to have a conversation, you don't have to say, this is what the Bible says even once. All you have to say is, this is what I do when I'm scared. This is what I do in this scenario. And this is what makes me feel safe and comforted. There we have it. Um, we just got a signal of desperate need from a child. So. <laughs> so we'll be checking out, but, um, I'll close with a prayer. Does that sound okay? Yep. This feels like what I need to do. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us faith. Um, we know it only comes by the Holy Spirit and you give it to your children, um, young and old. And as we study your word, um, we thank you that you open our hearts to begin to understand who you are and how you take control of our lives. And um, the best thing we can do is trust that you got it. Uh, so help us do that and help us learn from our children and continue to help us be thankful for every little thing that we're given. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good night, friends. 
night. We'll be back with maybe Magnolia's pregnancy. Yeah. I think that's... Give you more details yeah. about that. I think sometimes we assume everyone knows. Yeah. But... That's good. Personal okay. level. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>